Well, it's Wake Up With KC, and today, you know, there's, everyone experiences hardship. We all experience some kind of trauma. We go through things in life, and, you know, how we overcome, and how to no longer experience the same thing our circumstances is how do you do that when do you know and I have a very special guest who is an author of words of wisdom and she helps others guide them in their journey and finding the best way to live their life and she joins us today please welcome Amy Funtes Amy hey, how's it going well, it's nice and sunny today. No rain. Ah, Here in sunny South Florida, I feel like we skip spring and go right to summer here. <laughs> but it's it's okay. I am not complaining. You know? Yep. Yep. I was down there visiting and came back to 40 degree weather. So, you know, enjoy the, the sun. We have sunshine today and yesterday it was in the seventies. So we're having that really wonky kind of spring where it's really warm one day and then today it's in the forties. So, you know, take your pick. You kind of get the best of both worlds when it's springtime here. Oh, and where is here? Northern Virginia, about an hour outside of DC. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, Amy, we, we hooked and up and connected to Facebook and we're pretty much doing the same thing. I think my earring just came out. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Uh, that doesn't happen too often, but it's almost like you're a coach, but you're more than that. You're an author, you're a speaker, you wrote words of wisdom. How, how did that inspiration come to? Well, you know, it's funny how different events in our lives bring us to where we are now. And it was the, the words of wisdom, what you need to know on the road of your life's journey actually started as a book for my children. I woke up in an absolute panic one morning, like almost an anxiety attack. I couldn't breathe. I had this horrible dreaded feeling that if something were to happen to me and I was not going to be here any longer on this planet, that I, I, I didn't have all the things said to my kids that I wanted them to know. And so for an entire year, I started thinking of things that I really wanted them to know and remember long after I'm gone. You know, things like happiness doesn't come with it from within or what can be done can also be undone. Um, things that they could live by, words of wisdom they could live by. And as my daughter, my oldest, started getting closer to graduating high school, um, I kind of finished the, the book and got it published and then I kind of altered it a little bit when I became a public speaker. Uh, when I started speaking on the subject of basically transforming your life and becoming the best version of yourself, uh, a lot of those same things that I wanted to leave to my children were great words of wisdom for people who are going through what I call life transitions. Because let's face it, you guys, 
we're, there's always something that we're going through, whether it's a financial transition or it's a relationship or a health or, um, you know, recently, not, not about five years ago, I started going through menopause and empty nest. And these are all life's transitions. And this book has been beneficial for people, not only just going off to school, but the people that are going through life transitions as well. I like how you put it, life transitions instead of experiences. And it's just a cycle. It's a season. You know, things change. You know, we're constantly, if you're awake and connect with how things are evolving and changing, it's also with energy. And wouldn't it be safe to say that sometimes we get stuck in our own programmings, our beliefs, and, you know, listening to other people's and accepting it like it's yours too kind of thing. Yeah. I, when I was, when I turned 50, um, it, my, my husband asked me a, an earth shattering question and you wouldn't think that it would be such a difficult question to answer, but he asked me, how did I want to celebrate? What did I want to do to, to celebrate the fact that I was turning 50 and I had no idea. And he said, he would give suggestions. He would say, well, do you want to party? I don't know. Do you want to go to a restaurant? I don't know. Do you want to take a trip? I don't know. I don't know. And it really, really stressed me out. And it started me really on that journey, evaluating the things that I think and the things that I do and realizing that a lot of the things that I thought weren't actually my thoughts, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. Thoughts and beliefs that were either handed to me from parents or friends or society or even stories that I created myself to make sense of situations that were happening to me. And when I kind of, you said, you know, woke up, when I kind of became aware that some of these thoughts weren't very nice and weren't very good and I didn't want to think them anymore. It was a lot easier to transform my life and no longer think them once I was aware that I was thinking them to begin with, right? Um, and so that's that that was one of my huge life transitions and moving into becoming more aware. Um, so often we're programmed, you guys, by the way that we are raised in society and teachers and um, on how to think. Go ahead. Even religion. Oh, yeah. On how to think, how to behave, how to act, um, and what's right and what's wrong and what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. And and these are these are intrinsic and they're so deeply rooted that so long so often they run on autopilot. And we're not even aware of them. Yep. I, I, uh, you're speaking to the choir here. <laughs> I realize it was part of mine as in looking at, cause I love history now. I'm like, so into it. It's like, wow, you know, does other people like know about this? You know, we have it all wrong based on the research and studying that I've been doing. But the one thing that really like hit home or had a aha God realization moment was, you know, I was already into my second marriage and experiencing 
the similar abuse that I went through in my first marriage. And I'm like, at first I was like, well, what's wrong? What am I doing wrong? You know, why is this keep happening to me? Then it dawned on me. Well, because one, you're creating it. You haven't really dealt with the root of why you're attracting this. And then I started looking back in my ancestral lineage of what was going on. Come to find out there was abuse coming so from my grandparents. And yes, it was a pattern in the cycle. I'm like, well, the puck stops with me because it's, you know, I'm not letting my kids go through that. That's not fair to them. Nope. nope. So that's when I started seeing things like, well, that's a program and that's emotional, energetic traumas that get passed down from the womb. Yep. There's when a lot I, of scientific research that says that that is actually you know yes. what happens and i'm like oh my god you know how far back does this go it goes back to the origin the origins of how we were created and it's not what we were taught so then i realized well there's a misconception of who we are and no wonder everything's such a mess no wonder everything like we're living in this chaos we're living in the past each and every day it's just different time periods i'm like we have to wake up when you agree yes yes i i i find i found that so often i was on autopilot you know so how many people have gone through their day where they get up they brush their teeth they drink their coffee they get in the car they go to work and they think did I stop at a stoplight? Did I turn like how did I even get here? Because you're you're so on autopilot that you're not even aware of what you're doing. And what I found was that I was doing the same thing with a lot of aspects of my life, not just driving to work, but also the conversations I was having with people, the way I spent my money, the way I, you know, um, the relationship I had with food and exercise. My mom used to say, or she still does that um, that exercises against her religion. And she laughed because she didn't like exercise. Um, she also, you know, had other things that she would say, like um, beer tastes like dirty dishwater. To this day, I cannot drink beer because in my head, I have the feeling that it tastes like dirty dishwater. Now, I didn't do that to my family. I didn't do that to my children. And when, um, I realized some of the things that were given to me when I became aware of them, I could stop myself from continuing that cycle for another generation. And it, it really triggered me when we had a financial catastrophe happen where our income was cut in half literally overnight and life as we knew it drastically, drastically changed. And what I had, what I realized was that when I was growing up, my family went through a hardship. And um, as a result, we, you know, we, we chuckle about it now, but it, it happened um, around the holidays when it initially happened when I was growing up. And for the gifts for that holiday, uh, my mom and dad couldn't afford school, diddly squat. So one of the gifts 
was really small. It was like this big. And it when you when you shook it, and she was like, don't shake it, don't shake it. But when you shook it, it made this like rattle noise. And my I'm one of four. And so all my brothers and sisters had the same little gift. And we were so intrigued that we waited until the last moment to open them together. And we opened them and they were two packs of Tic Tacs. And that's what I got, you know, that was one of the, the gifts that I got for the holidays that year. Now, fast forward 30 years or so, and, and, and here I am in another, in my own personal financial catastrophe where I couldn't afford gifts. I'm scrounging in, you know, in, um, in uh, drawers looking for change or gifts cards and, and things along those lines. And I once again repeated that ritual of giving my kids Tic Tacs that, I mean, I gave them a couple of other things that I was able to finagle, but nothing real expensive. It was more essentials. It was more needs instead of wants. And so I broke, I decided right there and then that I was going to break this cycle and I was going to make it sure that my kids didn't grow up and have another financial catastrophe that they were going to have to deal with. And so I raised them so differently. I started revamping how I dealt with money and I raised them totally differently than what, how I was raised. And as a result, they're now in their twenties and they actually have savings accounts that I never had. So we can stop that cycle of, of handed down expectations or beliefs or rituals as, as long as we're aware of them and make the decision to actually change. Yep. And, you know, speaking of financial, um, I had a, it was like when I was married, I guess 2012, 2013 and dealing with financial, like I, my ex-husband was financially like the control freak over the finances. Because, and then I realized, well, because you were taught poor, I was taught poor, but a whole different level. Like my parents didn't talk about the money. Yeah. It was, we're broke. We don't have the money. Uh, we cannot afford this. You know, constantly hearing that. Yep. It's too and, much. Can't afford it. Would be nice. If only. Yeah. And then... I was like, wow, it, I see the patterns of, you know, cause my grandmother was divorced back in those times. Once you're married, that's it till death to us part a program. Yeah. It didn't matter. You stood in, you stayed in the abuse. You're supposed to submit to your husband, all of that garbage. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, I don't, the one thing I question is like, well, if I'm supposed to live abundantly and, uh, and prosper and have a good life and everything, I'm not seeing it. And I show love, I show kind, I show respect. I, but I'm not getting that. I'm not getting that back. What's wrong with this picture? Yep. Did you f figure it out? Uh, I, was believing somebody else's belief and took it on, on as my own. So I wasn't living my true authentic self being me. I yeah. lost my identity of who I am because of all of that. Yep. 
Did you ever see the movie Runaway Bride? With oh, yeah. Gear? It, for those of you who, who may not have seen it or, or can't remember the movie, it's a movie where um, Julia Roberts ha is a serial engager, meaning she keeps getting engaged. And as the wedding approaches, she gets all the way to the point of getting ready to walk down the aisle and she bolts. And she does this repeatedly. And Richard Gere is a reporter because she is once again engaged and he is doing a story on her, the, the runaway bride. And one line in that movie is when he turns to Julia Roberts and he says, you don't even know how you like your eggs. With each, with each person you're engaged to, they think you like your eggs differently. You seem to like them like they like them. You don't even know who you are. And it really struck home with, for me, um, especially when I, as I had told you, when I turned 50 and I had no idea how I wanted to celebrate, I didn't even know how I liked my eggs. Not only figuratively, literally, because I know how I liked my eggs when I was a kid. I liked them scrambled with ketchup. Ugh, I didn't like it that way. I know how my kids like their eggs. They like it scrambled with cheese. Mm, not really my favorite but I couldn't tell you how I liked my eggs. And so making that realization that you, you, anything we were talking about before transforming or change, that we change over time. And that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing, um, especially if we're evolving in a manner in which we really want. And when we're aware, we can make sure that it is, in, you know, in our highest and best interest in our highest and best self. And being on that journey to determine how do you like your eggs? How do you manage your money? How do you invite people into your life as far as relationships? Learning that about yourself will allow you to then make the determination and the decision if you want to continue doing that or decide to do something different. Well, definitely with the money situation, um, I came across a, a good book. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, yeah. That was a standard in our house, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was just like you had that aha moment because he asked. He, he tells you. He goes, well, the poor teach the poor to be poor. The middle class teach the middle class to be middle class. And the rich teach the rich to be rich. Which category did you grow up in? And I was like, honestly, I don't know if I were poor or middle class or borderline. And then I was like, well, I don't want to live that. That's not my, that's not for me. It never resonated with me. You know, go to school, get good grades, get a good job, got to work hard. I was like, well, the rich, I don't see the rich working hard. I see them working, but they're not working hard. I can do some of the things that they're doing, but how can I get there? I want to live that. I want to be rich. I deserve to be rich too. Yeah. And why not? But it's that that program. And then relationship that you have with money determines on, on your upbringing. Right. Sometimes we believe things that we aren't aware of, like I said. And sometimes you believe that you're not enough or you don't deserve to live the life like that. You want it. You desire it. And in your head, you think that, you know, you can do this. But when you really check in with what you believe, you believe that money is the root of all evil or m people who have money are greedy 
or you, you just, you're not smart enough to deal with money. That's why you don't have any, or you have some belief that's underlying that you might not even be aware of that is keeping you from actually being abundant in the financial sector. Well, you mentioned about money for the love of money is the root of all evil. Well, on another chapter, it says, you know, I thought of you before you were in the womb to be prosperous, abundant. Well, to me, well, over here you say this, but over here you say, you know, for the you got to use money, and they had money back then. Yeah, and there was wealthy people back in the biblical times too as well so it sets me a confusion no wonder we're confused because we're battling two different beliefs of what is being what was written yep exactly and i'm like oh, i don't like this i i i kind of walked away i'm like now i know what i know i'm like absolutely not i will not even mm -mm, talk to the right or talk to the left because you ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. We got it. <laughs> but that, and I think that is part of the issues that are still going on today. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Hello, wake up. Wake up. You know, we can change. We can make a difference. We don't have to. Be divided or separated. We're all honestly one big family. We're all gods and goddesses in a human form. Well, I mean, on a very basic cellular level, we're all energy, right? We're we're all energy, uh, whether you know you're female or male or white or black or Hispanic. And we're all energy. We're all just a transfer and a combination of different molecules. And so when you realize that, that we're really more alike than we are different, um, it really sheds some light on that as well. And I, I'd like to give your listeners something because um, I like to give people tools and things that they can do to actually get to the places that they want to go. And we're talked a lot about finances. And so a lot of people might be thinking, you know, this is great. How to do it? Well, one of the things that a very um, a, a very intelligent individual, I believe it was, oh gosh, I'm forgetting the person's name who said this, but she said, you can't be happy with what you want until you're happy with what you have. I'm going to repeat that. You can't be happy with what you want until you're happy with what you have. And it is so true because so often we, we let's say you say, we want, we want to be debt free, or we want to have X, Y, Z in our savings account. We want to have $20,000 in our savings account or $50,000 in our savings account. And when you finally get to that point, you're not happy. You want more. And so until you, you can actually be happy and grateful for what you have, will you not be given more? because you need to be grateful for what you currently have in order to be grateful for more. Well, not only that, I was just uh, recently had a, a guest on my show and we were talking about our vocabulary. Mm. Yeah. And the law of attraction, 
law of attraction and universal law. Right. And when you say I want, I need, the universe is going to give you the wanting and the needing experience of it. So I remove the want and the need out of my vocabulary. And you have to be consciously aware. As soon as you say, oh, no, I didn't mean to say that. I would like to experience what it would feel like to have an extra $20,000 in my savings account. Yeah, and difference in the wording. Right, it is. And it, it, it gives you a different feel when you say certain words. Um, like when, I, when you say a, a budget, people go, like it, it makes everybody feel icky, right? But mm -hmm. if I tell you, you know, have a spending plan, everybody, it lights up. It's the same thing. You're just, you know, giving it a different word. Um, some of the things that you had said with the words that you took out, those words are very, we're talking about energy and vibration and that how we're all vibration and words are vibration as well. And certain words like what you said were need and want. And those are very low vibing, scarcity uh, mindset vibrationally. Instead, you can say, I desire. A desire is something that is a different vibration than a want. A want depicts that you don't have. A want depicts that you are in scarcity mode. Abundance is I desire more. I, you know, I'm still grateful for what I have. I'm still grateful for what I have. It, it does what it needs to do. And I live a good life. Um, but using a different word will give you a different result. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. And I'm always, you know, okay, I'm going to be the greatest expression of me today. Yeah. You know, and then when I, <clears throat> sorry, when I look at people now, I just look like, wow, God, I wonder what you're experiencing in that form. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more compassion for people when people are, in a negative space, they are acting really negatively, whether that's with their words or with their actions. And instead of taking their actions and their words personally, showing them compassion um, because they're in a really bad place um, is a better, you know, I, I would invite people to, to flip that for the people who aren't in, you know, a good place at the moment that you may encounter. Well, that's their journey. That's what it is they their chose. So I wish them well. And I'm like, you know, God, that journey that person's going through, you know, my wish is that they wake up and they can change it. Because we all have that power. We oh, can absolutely. choose a different journey. And I also think that the, the journey that we go through so often uh, it's called refiner's fire. You kind of have to go through the fire. You have to go through the hardship for the personal growth and come out the, the other side. How many times have you had a crummy experience happen to you, but years later or months later, or sometimes even days later, you look back and you think, man, that was really hard, but that was the best thing that ever happened to me because I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for that whether that was a relationship that ended or for me, a financial catastrophe, I wouldn't be where I am today much better with my money 
if I had and raise my kids way differently and help others man, you know, with their money, if, if I didn't go through that, that difficult time myself. So, you know, the difference. You know it, it allows, it allows you to grow. And, and in that growth, you allow, you can then in, inspire and help other people to grow as well. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, we're, life is simple. You're going you're on this lifetime right here, right now to experience life. There's really no wrong way and there's no right way. You know, it's there's no way. good way or bad way. It's just the way in order to experience it, to gain knowledge and wisdom and know whether you want to do that again or not do that again. And so often the universe, God, however you higher power, whatever you believe in, will continue to give us the lesson until we learn it. So like in your case, when you're like, wait, I've been here, I've done this. Why am I given the same lesson again? Um, it's because we haven't learned the lesson that was intended. So once we learn that lesson, um, then we're not given that lesson to repeat. Right. Because you're choosing a different thought, a different way, instead of reacting, respond in a different way to change that into a different result to where you don't have to experience it again. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. I catch myself even now so often we create stories that create our realities and we'll mm -hmm. see things and we'll create stories around it. And my husband's great at this. He'll, he'll see a van on the side of the road and he'll say, you know, Oh, they, he'll create this whole big story. And we do this all the time when we were involved in an experience, a relationship, some situation, uh, maybe at work or at home. And we make sense of that through creating our stories. But many times those stories are not accurate. They're not, they're not real. They're real to us because we create them. And when you create them, you get to live them. And if you fight for them, you get to keep them. But the flip is also true. You know, things that we see, we can give a different thing to. We were having this conversation, Kimberly, the other day about aging. As we get older, what we believe happens. And my husband was saying, you know, you slow down, you put on weight, you're not as active, you're not able to do the things you could do before. And, and I just kind of looked at him like, says who? Says who? Is that the reality for some? Absolutely. Is that the reality for everyone? Absolutely not. I know people that are bodybuilders in their 80s. I know people that, you know, do marathons and, and run in their 70s. Just because you're older doesn't mean your body is falling apart and you can't be as active. But if you tell yourself that story and you believe it and you start your your um, reticular activator will be activated and life will show you every example to prove what you think to be accurate. And mm -hmm. that becomes your reality. 
But if you choose not to think that, if you make the conscious decision to not think that way, then your reticular activator will go out and actually show you instances where that isn't true. And then your life becomes the reality that you believe. We're all manifestors. We all create our own life experiences. Yep. It, I mean, some things happen and you can't quite explain them. Like, you know, you take a risk every day when you get out and get in your car to go to your job or wherever or get on the plane or a truck or a boat. You know, I've had a couple of car accidents. Did I create that? Not really. But it happened. But how did I choose to react to that? Yeah. It's all in your choice of perception and reaction. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to be given a lot of things in life and you get to determine, you might not be able to control them, but you can control how you react to them. Yep. And it's amazing. There's so many um, studies where people are given um, health diagnosis and certain people within a couple of months of giving him giving that information to them, they pass away while others live long, you know, healthy, you know, long lives. And the only difference is really how they, how they handled it, how they reacted to that information. Some just throw their hands up and say, I guess it's my time. And others are like, yeah, no, not my time. And they just look at things a little bit differently and making that decision to look at things a little bit differently allows us to have a totally different life. It does. And it's like, you know, I was talking to somebody because we were talking about um, Neil Donald Wash, the conversations with God. Oh, and it was actually him. Uh, I'm like, yeah, he's going to be on my show. Um, But it was, you know, listening to the book, because I love the audiobook because it has the narrators of a God in a female voice and a God in a male voice. Interesting. It is. Like when I read it, I was like, oh man, I got to read this again. This is so good. But it, we create our own heaven and we create our own hell. And what you've written in the book is somebody telling the story. But it doesn't mean it's true. It's true for them. So I'm like, you want to believe that? You go right ahead. But I believe in something different. Because I've had experiences. You want to call them out of body experiences, spiritual experiences, to where I was just blown away. Like, wow. Like everything I was told really isn't true. I like this. I choose to believe this and it's just been a wild ride. Let me tell you, but I'm like a little kid now. I'm like a little kid. Okay. What are you going to show me today? What do I get to look forward to? You know, I'd like to experience this. What would that feel like? Yeah. I start my day every day saying it's a good day to have a good day. Mm -hmm. It's a good day to have a good day. I wake up going, I'm alive. Yes, thank you. You know, 
<laughs> yep. And I do, I do start my day with my gratitudes. Uh, you know, the things that you are so grateful for. Um, and for those listeners who have never done gratitudes and they may be like, eh, that's a little woo woo or that doesn't really work for me. There is a secret to the gratitude, <laughs> doing gratitudes. So many people would be like, Oh, I'm grateful for the roof over my head. Oh, I'm grateful for the clothes on my back. But if you get really quiet with yourself and you, if you've ever seen that show Naked and Afraid and you put yourself in like an uh, Amazon jungle with no clothes on and it's nasty and things are biting you and then you realize you don't have to live your life like that, you're, you feel the gratitude. You don't just say it. The trick is to actually feel Feel the things that you're grateful for, not just say what you're grateful for. Well, not only that, feeling is the language to the soul. Yep. And a lot of us, I think there's a misconception to prayer because prayer is not what we were taught to believe. Prayer is just simple feeling, feeling and communicating with your soul. Very interesting perception. And, and that, when I got that, I was like, wow, feeling is the language to the soul. Okay. So I just feel. Because it's bringing my vibration, my vibrations in the frequencies up. Yep. To connect to that greater intelligence, if you want to call it the God, higher power, what, whatever. I connect to that. Then I connect to the earth. Then I connect to the universe and it's just a flow of energy. And that can shift and change things for the better for you. It, it does take practice, but I believe in consistency and pers persistence. Yep. Every just like start out five minutes, just sit, feel. It doesn't take long. People think that you have to do it for hours and you can do it in just mere moments. Oh, I do it while I'm awake in my car. Yep. You know, yep. feel good, dun, 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 like I knew I would kind of thing. Yeah. Turning on music is universal for so many of us. It can quickly change our moods from low to high and, and vice versa. So that is a great way to raise your vibration is through music. And there's a new one that I just got. My daughter shares it with me. She is a BTS fan. Okay. And they did a, a duet with um, Chris Martin. You are my universe. Oh my gosh. I listened to that one and it just like my vibrations and the way I feel, it's just invigorating so it's like i sing along but i'm singing to the universe yeah and it's the words and the lyrics if you go and look at it it's very almost some symbolic and prophetic interesting i'll have to look that up i'm not familiar with that song oh wait you're you're gonna start dancing you're gonna start moving and you're gonna start smiling and <laughs> feeling good awesome love that I just, I love BTS. They're, they, they're, I love art too. In the forms of music, anything that has some kind of art. And I'm a visual. 
and their videos. It, it, it's truly amazing. I'm like, wow, they're taking, it's like they're Michael Jackson in a group in the visual arts of their music videos. Wow. It, it's impressive. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to say they're like almost going, surpassing Michael Jackson's vision of what he did. Wow. That's my perception and observation of what I see in the arts of that. And it's mind blowing and fascinating and amazing. And I'm so proud of them. Like, keep being creative. Keep doing you because it's working. Yeah. <laughs> it really resonates with you. Oh, my God. It does. You got to just watch some of Dynamite. Um, and you are my universe. I it's galactical in the way they did their, their video. It's It's really cool. So if that helps anybody, you know, help transform their, you know, getting that gratitude going. I'd suggest listen to that song. <laughs> yeah. Sounds great. I'll have to check it out. Absolutely. So with you, are you still doing public speaking engagements? I am. I am. As a matter of fact, I have one in about two weeks um, at a college. And then I've got another one. Yes, I am. Um, talking about a variety of different things. And they, they're all, um, they, they're what the entity that hires me needs, whether that's a college where I'm talking about the secrets to getting your dream job, or it's a company talking about de-stressing on the go, or a women's group about undoing indecision. Um, each one of them is the realization that we are all just one decision away from a totally different life and that we get to decide the life that we live. Absolutely. I agree with that. And do you have a YouTube and a Facebook? I do. I have YouTube and Facebook. Um, I actually have a Facebook group called aha moments with Amy and um, <laughs> aha moments. It oh, is. Wow, that must be interesting. <laughs> and, well, it is. It's, you know, as things occur to me, these these untruths that I realize that I have, or things that just are intrinsic that I no longer want to believe, I share them with a the community, and I do it both on Facebook and on um, YouTube. And on YouTube, I also have what I call, you don't know what you don't know, that when you do know your life is so much better. And I share all different things on dog treats and um, how to start a business and just pot, healthy pots and pans, you know, whatever I feel people don't know that if they did know their life would be so much better. I share that also on the YouTube channel. Um, and the last thing that I share on YouTube is I'm really wanting people to take time, take time to not only nourish your own personal relationship with yourself, but your relationship with others. And so I share date days that I do with my husband in order to, you know, keep that energy going and that relationship alive. And that's all on the, the YouTube channel. I, I have it listed in um, the description notes so they can look awesome. up and contact you. Do you have any, um, besides speaking engagements, do you have like a, 
a coaching program or anything that you? Um, I, I, I have one that people can purchase on um, how to teach your kids about money, um, raising money savvy kids. It's about a six week course. I also have a program where you can stretch your dollar. I know in these difficult times, uh, a lot of people are might be struggling. And I know that I did for a while. And there are ways to live your life. Just do it for less money. Not necessarily having to rip the carpet out and get rid of everything, but to do things just a little bit differently. And there's a, a program that I have that helps people do that with their lives as well. Um, and then I have the uh, AHA Moments group on Facebook. Oh, I'd love to join the aha moment face group because I yeah. can share some aha moments that I had. <laughs> that would be great. We'd love to have you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those aha moments. It just, yeah. That I think that's the beauty of it. When you do have those aha moments, they're almost like God realization, you know, little pieces at a time. Yeah. Bite size so that you can really digest them. Oh my God. If we got the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth all at once, I think we'd be overwhelmed. That's why it doesn't happen that way. Exactly. Exactly. But, uh, I just wish you the best of success. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. I've been waiting to have you on my show. But and you came down to South Florida where I was and we just it didn't but it didn't line up and that's okay because I knew and I know that there will be another another day and another time that we'll we'll get to really connect and we're gonna have a blast. Yes, we will. And I look forward to that. Amy, it, it truly I am grateful. To have experiences like this with people like you, it's truly, oh. it, it's just a wonderful, amazing experience because I know that we're all trying to connect and help and do what we can to yeah. have, make a difference and an impact. I love these deeper conversations. They really are impactful. They are. And whoever's listening you know, my intentions for this show is somebody's going to get something out of this. And, and I'd I love to connect with people. So please feel free to reach out. Yes, absolutely. I love it. It's so much fun doing this. This is what I love doing. Well, and you're good at it. So it's really, it really must be in alignment. Yes, uh, I'm getting hit when you say that. I'm like, yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> that's my intuitive thing that with channeling. It's, yep. I, I just feel it. And I'm, it's like somebody taking a taser gun to me and going, here you go. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, thanks again, Amy. Thank you. Always a pleasure. You have a great day. You too have an amazing day and you look hot and sexy with that red dress and that necklace on. Just wanted to let you know. Oh, thank you for your kind words. Have a totally terrific Tuesday. Yes. 
And it's Taco Tuesday, too. Yay! <laughs> well, there you go. Wow, she is such an amazing, beautiful being. And from her hardships and what she overcame, she's helping others, too. We're all here together to get through it together so we could transform our lives and live our best lives now. So reach out to Amy. If you connect with, you know, what she spoke about, she's there to help you and guide you as well. So stay tuned because you never know who I'm going to have on this show with Wake Up With KC.